1: to the Doc G show. I am your host Doc G with me as a man that has been MIA for the last couple weeks but he's back. Yes! He's back. DeMarcus
2: Heller. What's going on my peeps? Mm. I'm back in the He's going- Oh, I didn't mean to say that. Let's take that out. <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Don't worry.
1: That's why we have a sensor button, DeMarcus. That's we, right. We can do it, man. We can do it.
2: Uh,
1: D, I'm I, glad. I'm glad. I just
2: woke up, so my brain isn't processing. You uh, know?
1: you got to take those naps every now and then, man. You got to get. You got to get yeah, in there. You, know? you got to get in there. Now, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> uh, D, I, I didn't know who was gonna be on the show with me this week. I was telling you before we came on air. I was like, man, it was, it was, mm. it was rough. I was messaging all of our past <laughs> co-hosts. I literally went through every single co-host we've had on the show, Jeez. and everybody uh-huh. turned me down. And then I had to oh, come back, man. and I was like, D, we got to make this happen. You were like, well, I am Superman, so I'll make it happen. And I was like, yes, right. yes. <laughs> And I'll be honest, the worst—the hey. worst thing about that D—is that I came up with monologues mm-hmm. for each person that told that told me no. Like at first, I thought it was gonna be Dave, <laughs> so I had this whole monologue for Dave. And then Dave was like, "Oh, dude, no, uh-huh. no, nah, nah, b- bachelor party, dude, too tired." I was like, "Oh, come mm-hmm. on, Dave." Wham. And then, and then I—I <laughs> thought Claude was gonna be on the show, Claude, our NBA analyst. And I was like, you know what? that will be great. Because, cause Claude, we can talk about all this, all this jazz that's been going on in the NBA playoffs. I mean, uh-huh. looks like LeBron could lose. What? The, the Heat already yeah. lost. I mean, you got Dame Dollar coming hey. up with 50-point games, hitting multiple clutch shots in the game, and then still losing. Like, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But it's- I didn't get to talk about it because Claude's not on the show. Hey. I was like, there you go, both both of my <laughs> ideas. So I literally outlined two great monologues that the the listeners mm. will never get to hear. Nance, mm. I'm sorry, listeners, you'll never get to hear the genius that I came up with for those two monologues. It's yeah, but don't worry, don't it's worry. It's only going
2: to be stuck in his head.
1: I don't yeah, there, <laughs> with a lot of other scary stuff, <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> but don't worry, Demarcus, I came up with an idea. Um. I We have a great guest on the show, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it in a little bit. A return guest, Jamestown Revival. And since, usually when we have a return guest, since I've already gone over their career, I like to ask them random questions, you know? Just a little philosophical right. things, you know? So, I've got a list of those, and I was like, man, I love asking D random questions. Let's ask the market some random questions.
2: You ready for some random questions? I'm all for it. Yes! I'm all for it, Doc. You already know. Yes! Awesome.
1: Okay. Okay. The first one. I was trying to, I think I got, I think I've got my idea for this one. Um, but the first one I've got, what's the dumbest way you've been injured? Hmm. Dumbest way you've Man. been injured. Now I'm gonna give you mine while you're thinking. Uh and <laughs> so this was when I was in high school. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I ran the mile and the two mile in track, uh, never really liked doing mm. field events. And you were a field event, man. Um, my mm-hmm. coach decided one day because our track team was so horrible that I should do high jump. Wham. And so he made me start mm. practicing high jump and I was absolutely horrible. So at it, true. Mainly because <laughs> of the form. You know, mainly because I was just so bad at arching my back and flipping my feet, just so bad at it. And the first, right. the first uh, track meet of the year uh, was a big invitational and tons of teams, and the the guy that was running the high jump was like, hey, we're going to be starting, and I forget what it was. It was something really pathetic, like five feet, four inches, something like that. Wait, what? But it was literally (laughs) the highest I had ever jumped in practice, and I was like, oh, oh, God, that's what we're starting at? is anybody nervous about this is it just me i'm just the one that sucks okay and so like i got ready to do it right and i was trying to prep myself up and i was like okay 10 steps here we go and i jumped (laughs) i did the jump and it was like one of those slow motion things as i was carrying myself over the bar i was like ben you're really far over to the left it seems like you jumped really late and right as i'm thinking that my leg slams into the standard holding the bar Jeez. like i just uh, hit f- yeah oh yeah the bar flies off the standard <laughs> hits the ground i land on the ground not even on the mat i miss the whole mat <laughs> I fell How off too.
2: It's the whole mat, man.
1: <laughs> I well, my left leg hit the mat. That my left and my right leg sort of hit the mat, but my body definitely oh, fell on the ground. And all I hear was wow. everybody just go, oh, oh. And like I get up, and from where my leg had hit the standard, I had this giant cut over my shin where it just smashed into it. And I went over to the guy running the high jump. Was like, so uh, you just. Cut me out of this, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll scratch you out." I was like, "Good, good, good." And I went to my, I went to my coach, and I was like, uh, "I'm never doing that again." And he was like, "Yeah, I agree, never do that again." And I was like, "Okay." So that was my most embarrassing oh, injury. What did you think of one? You got one over there?
2: Uh, yeah, man. I would probably say when I was about ten years old, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, my parents had just bought us a new go kart, mm-hmm. and uh my little sister. She um, she decides to hop on with me and go for a ride. Mm-hmm. I never driven a go kart before, mm-hmm. so it was like, all right, this is gonna be fun, <laughs> man. When we got in and I hit that gas, that sucker took off. Oh yeah, it was fast as. Oh shit, yeah, and um, I lost control of the wheel. Mm. So like basically, the go kart. My dad had this old Chevy van,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and um, like the go-kart went up underneath the van i don't even know how it made it up underneath it <laughs> what and it- like my hand got caught up under it oh. so like blood was gushing out of my thumb and oh. it was it got in my sister's face oh <laughs> no like,
1: oh no she got splattered yeah. with the blood oh no yeah
2: she got splattered with the blood and uh it was <sighs> it was pretty disgusting yeah but, yeah, yeah it, was, oh, it was probably like my
1: Ch- chalk that up to being ten, you know that's that's what you do mm. when you're ten. you don't know, you know yeah and get yeah, in you there know, you just don't know put the gas to the floor that's what you know, life is short. let's do this thing woo!
2: you know now let's uh, let's put it to the floor man yeah, yeah
1: all right here's here's the next one. <laughs> what's your right. worst bug related story hmm. so
2: oh we we had to go there
1: yeah this one oh. i got I got one real quick' Because this one's easy for me. Uh, one night uh, mm-hmm. my, my parents live in the woods uh pretty pretty mm. densely li- dense woods and uh, they got a lot of wolf spiders uh, around the house Ew. and I'm not a fan of mm-hmm. spiders nope. Um but we've seen Same. some huge ones some huge spiders I'm I'm talking like way bigger than a than a you know silver dollar spider like I'm talking Ew. a couple inches in diameter there Yeah. Um, And uh, one night, I'm sleeping, and uh, I'm I'm awoken by some type of something on my back. And I'm like, that felt like a bug or something. That was, what the (laughs) is that? And I turn on the light, and I don't see anything. And I'm like, I know I felt that. I know there was something around here. And I'm looking, and I'm looking for a long time on the bed, and then I see on the side of a bed... This spider that's literally the size of my palm. Jeez. Like, the size of my palm. And he's just sitting there on the side of the bed like, what? Totally wasn't me, bro. Don't know who did that, but not me. Now I was like, I know it's you, you son of a... And so then I, so then I, uh, I killed him because I have a rule. Like, I don't like to kill True. bugs unless I feel like they cross the line with me. I'm like, all right, hey, listen... You you crossed my personal I know you don't know he, he because, saw the sodomized Yeah, I know you don't have the the cerebral power to know, but you did, bro. And we're gonna have I'm gonna have to kill you for it. And I killed him, and I might have made a little bit of too much noise while I was killing him, and my dad came to the <laughs> stairs and was like, What is going on up there? And I was like, There's a giant oh, spider okay. on my back, Dad, and he's like, Well keep it down, nobody cares. Wait, what I'm back to sleep and uh <laughs> yeah that was that was a little terrifying it took me a little while to to go to sleep after that again it was got one over there Um, what's your worst bug
2: story dude same with a spider-man i was in a bed sleep i was definitely a teenager Mm. and um you know like when you're dreaming Mm -hmm. and your dream just feels so real Mm -hmm. and next thing you know like i'm just rubbing my ear and i was like wait a minute something's not right here Mm. so i woke up and i felt something moving in my ear Oh, and dude like all broke loose like i was screaming like a little (laughs) and my mom was like what's going on and i was like there's something in in there Uh, and and like next thing you know um my dad he calls the doctor because it was like two or three o'clock in the morning and um, like where I'm from, like the doctors, they still do like house visits and stuff. Oh, yeah. or you, yeah. know, you can go to their clinics. Yeah. So small town. But, um, he was like, yeah, just bring him in. So we go in, he looks at my ear and, um, he shines a flashlight and he said, Oh, I see what's going on now. Mm. And I was like, what is it? <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm gonna tell you, if you ever get a bug in your ear, here's a trick. Just shine a flashlight in it. Buzz are attracted to light. He should come out in a second. <laughs> Next thing you know, the little sucker comes crawling down my face. Uh, Man. Uh, like, dude, it was... Uh, I couldn't sleep for weeks. Oh, I don't doubt it. I couldn't sleep it. for weeks. I had to put little cotton balls in I my I was ear, about to say. And that was even... <laughs> i yeah. just
1: wear earplugs from <laughs> then on out man oh
2: yeah it it was hard even doing that just because like having those in there yeah, made it cancel- still feel like yeah it was a
1: bug in there
3: oh man
1: ptsd <laughs> man that's yeah. rough i thought oh, I, yeah. I thought him tap dancing on my back was bad enough there, there, oh, man, there's there's <laughs> no way the one that was tap dancing on my back there's no way that guy would have fit in an ear no way. Nope. No way uh. he could have crammed himself <laughs> in an ear. Uh, it, it would have to be an uh, elephant before that guy was fitting in an ear, man. That thing. <laughs> so true. That thing was tarantula size. It's not happening, man. It's gross. Gross. Uh, <laughs> this one. This one. Uh, so we'll uh, let's see. I'll go two more here. Uh, this one is interesting. How and, and I I got a pretty firm stance on this one. How much would someone have to pay you? for your little toe
2: hmm wow how, how much would someone have to pay me for my little toe
1: yeah like so i found this you know this was one that i didn't just think of myself as far as these questions this is like an ice breaking question i think i used for like i don't know a meeting or something like that but like for me i don't know this is gonna have to be millions Literally, like you're not gonna tell. I mean, and I know it sounds goofy because people are like, "Oh, what are you gonna do about your little toe?" But I'm like, "It's mine, man. I don't care if it is worthless. You're not using my little toe for anything, and I don't want to be walking around with flip flops and people be like, "Oh, where's your middle toe?" And I'm like, "Oh, I uh, gave somebody a hundred thousand dollars for it." Like, no, Mm-mm. no, I'm I'm firm stance. It's got to be multi-million or I'm not giving them my little toe. It's not happening. And and I still don't know. Hey, if it's like three million, I'm going to be like,
2: ah, I don't know. You got to think about that little toe, man.
1: I know. He's. I mean, he went That's... He went all the way home. Come on. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> all the way home. Come on. <laughs> you can't end your nursery rhyme without it. Do you, do you have a number? Hey.
2: Hmm. Dude, I, I'm not a fan of missing body parts. Yeah, I probably right? wouldn't sell it.
1: Yeah, you need Probably a complete. You need a complete body. I totally agree. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're not born with something, that's understandable. But like, if you got it, right? Why are you getting rid of it? Come on. Yeah, you, you got it, man. You don't want to get rid of it? That's crazy talk. <laughs> it's nuts. How I'm about this? You. Okay. Uh, if you if you could talk to one species of animal what would it be
3: hmm
2: if i could talk to one species Mm -hmm. of animals
1: i've got two uh i've got i've got two that i'm thinking of i i think raccoons would just be fun yes i feel like raccoons (laughs) would just have some crazy crap to talk about you know like they just those trash pandas they're sneaky they're Ooh. always in a rush. Like, I feel like they'd have some good one-liners to say to you, and you'd be like, <laughs> Trash Panda, you. So true. You, you with your <laughs> zingers, you know? And then I also feel like I'd like to talk to cats just because they're a-holes. <laughs> and I feel like it'd be hilarious to hear them, like, talk bad about their owners. Be like, oh, God. Kathy's coming home. Mm. That turd. She better give me the good stuff, or I'm going to scratch the <laughs> sh- on her couch. You know that, right? Like, mm. I just feel like that'd be some fun stuff. That'd be, it'd be some entertaining combo. Who do you, who do you want to talk to?
2: I would talk to maybe a deer. What? A deer. Just because it's like, yeah, like. I feel like I they'd always be nervous. Why, yeah, like, dude, why do y'all always run in the middle of the road and look <laughs> at the car headlight? I don't know and, where to go! You know? They freak me out. <laughs> like, I feel or maybe even squirrels, too. Oh, uh, squirrels would just like, be why too... Why do you go back it, and forth? I was
1: about to say, squirrels would be too indecisive, man. They wouldn't even finish a conversation when they're talking with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, you like, know... I gotta go.
0: Wait, oh, I wait, can still say. Yeah, wait, where go. am I? Huh,
1: what? Huh, yeah. oh, what? Oh, I, I, wait, wait, I got nuts over there. Wait, yeah. no, I don't have time to get the nuts. Wait, wait, there's another squirrel running up the tree. I gotta go chase it. <laughs> like, just Jeez. too much going on with that guy, man. Yeah. Uh Oh, all right. Good random questions. I feel like that was solid. I feel like that was solid. I I feel warmed up for the show. Are you warmed up for the show?
2: Dude, I'm fired up, man. Nice. Let's fire it up. Yes. Let's fire it up. All three engines up
1: and burning. Two, one. Zero, and liftoff. Woo! Oh, like I said, I am super excited, Demarcus. We have got returning guests. I'm staring at their album on the wall in the studio right now. Jamestown Revival. Oh, they've got this super cool EP coming out here. Well, it's actually it's already come out. Yes! Uh, they, they made songs based off of the stories of, uh, of a writer. So they took his six stories and they condensed it down into a song. Uh, each each one of the stories, nice. yeah, it's wild. It's sort of like uh, I I think of it like you know watching a movie that was made off of a book. You can be that person that's like, oh, you know what? It's nothing like the book. Mm. It's nothing. This is completely. They took it in a new direction. You you'd understand if you knew the story, right? It's like that, except with with yeah. music. It's pretty dope. I like it. I like it, man. Mm. Very excited to have Zach and John back on the show. Uh, But first, we need to start where we start. The birthday suit.
3: Happy birthday, Mr. President.
1: Okay, DeMarcus. um, We've got two. I'm just going to go ahead and lay it out here. We've got one football coach. We've got one football player. And we've got one comedian. Who do you want first?
2: Hmm. Uh let's go with the comedian first.
1: Okay. Okay. So, uh he's I mean, he's pretty well known, but I don't know if his name is super recognizable. So, I gave you 55%. Uh yeah, eh, you know, I just I I know you know who he is, just don't know if you can think of the name. Uh Born on June 2nd, 1955, in Missoula, Montana. our birthday suit wearer has four brothers and sisters. His family moved to San Carlos, California, when he was four years old. He ended up going to San Francisco State University, where he earned a bachelor's in broadcast communications. At the end of his undergrad, he decided to try a stand-up comedy competition, which he ended up winning. It was the San Francisco stand-up comedy competition. In 1986, (laughs) our birthday suit wearer landed a role on Saturday Night Live. Our birthday suit wearer made an extremely popular character known as Church Lady. Hmm. He was also part of Hans and Franz. In 1992 and 1993, our birthday suit wearer played in the movies Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2 as the character Garth. Name that birthday oh. suit wearer.
2: Um, that's, uh, the dude, I, I know exactly See? who you're talking about. See, I knew you'd know who it <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> oh, man, oh, I, uh, I I'll give you a hint. Is, Initials DC. Uh, is, is it Dan? No, uh,
1: well, uh, close. Hmm. Uh... I knew Dumb, you. Kn- no, I kn- uh, I know you know Dana, who it is, Dana Carvey. Dana, 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 Carvey. Dana, Dana, Dana Carvey. That's yeah. it. There we go. Dana <laughs> Carvey, turning uh, the big 66. Man, Dana Carvey, race. 66 years old. All wow, right. way older than I thought. I didn't. Well, I don't know what man. I thought about Dana Carvey, but he's 66 regardless. There you go, man. Huh. Church Lady. Yeah. I used to love Church Lady on Saturday Night Live. It was, mm, great mm. one there. And, of course, Wayne's World. <laughs> Although, I gotta be honest, I, I think, what it, what is it for now? They've got, uh... Is it, is it Uber Eats, I think, that they're doing the commercials for? Uh, they, re, they I think so. They reintroduced the Wayne's World, and I'm just like, really? Nope. Who's, I mean, no offense, yeah. but whose idea was to <laughs> reintroduce Wayne's World in 2021? <laughs> like, I mean... And to just act like they, I don't know, didn't age or I don't know or I, it's weird. It's just it's, I, I don't I don't I don't yeah. get it. But whatever, I guess you know, it gives him something to do to go to commercials. So you know, mm. yeah.
2: hey, you gotta have those chats coming in too.
1: Yeah, he sort of stepped away from comedy there for a while after after doing yeah. those couple of movies. He just sort of raised his family. I think he's got like. Four kids, I want to say. He's got a, he's got several kids, and he just sort mm. of raised his kids, and that that's what he's been working on. So, you know, he shows up every now and then, does a does a thing or two, yep. but definitely a funny comedian. Shout out to Dana Carvey, happy
2: birthday! Big uh, shout out. Okay,
1: shout out. Uh, Demarcus, you ready to rip some headlines?
2: Let's rip them.
0: It's now time for rip from the headlines.
1: Okay, uh, Demarcus, uh, I did uh, well, so Dave wanted me to follow up on this. So, last I think it was last week, it might have been two weeks ago, but I think it was last week we had a story about a dude that came out of the club in Austin, Texas, uh, passed out in the back of a truck, and then the truck was stolen and they couldn't find said dude. Um, <laughs> So the guy's name was Lewis Garcia, and I got good news for the listeners. Uh, they found Lewis, so don't worry. They found him in Round Rock, Texas, near Austin. So he's all good now. I also found out because when we were talking about this story last week, uh, they in the story it was unclear whether it was his truck or someone else's truck. Turns out it was in this in this follow up story I read. They were saying it was his truck. Wow. So I'm going to go off. Of, it was, but they still haven't found the truck. Uh, so it's, uh, hopefully somebody finds <laughs> the truck. I guess they just sort of threw him out in Round Rock and were like, hey, we're keeping your truck. See you later. Good, good oh, luck wow. on, on finding your way back home. But good news, listeners. Lewis yeah. is okay. He's okay. Um, Demarcus, I'm sure you've heard of kids going around blowing up mailboxes with fireworks.
3: Hmm,
2: I have.
1: Just, just young kid shenanigans, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on in this next story. Uh, mm. just a young, precocious, 40-year-old Wait, blowing up mailboxes with this fireworks. Uh, <laughs> this guy's 40, Jeez. and he blew up fire uh, mailboxes, listeners. 40. 40. Wow. Uh, So in in March, there was a rash of mailbox explosions in uh, Mesa, Arizona. And uh, for three of them, I I guess there was like a security camera somewhere in the area, and they actually had video footage. And they had video footage of a Hyundai Sonata driving up and uh, committing these uh, firework acts. They used their uh, the license plate and the car to hunt down John. Uh, when they when they found John, they also looked into his social media and there were several soci- social media posts of him setting off fireworks and they were like this is probably the guy. I'm guessing this is the guy. <laughs> so police called him in on April 15 and they were like, "Uh hey, did you blow up these mailboxes?" And he was like, "Uh no." Totally not me, right? And they were like, okay, we'll take you for your word. And they let him go. Then they checked his social media again, and they found where he had messaged someone about the (laughs) mailboxes. Bro, come on! (laughs) So they called him in again. Wow. And this time during the interview, he's like, okay, maybe I blew up that first mailbox. But, but, I totally apologize to the business owner. And... I paid him thirty dollars <laughs> in restitution, and apparently wow. the cops weren't cool with that, and they arrested him. So John's <laughs> John's now in custody. Um, I think the biggest question I have, Demarcus, is, uh, I well, I mean, obviously the forty-year-old thing, but like, uh, what what's the fun mm-hmm. of blowing up someone else's mailbox? Like, dude, I. I get it when you're 15 and you're, like, raging against the machine and you're like, Ow! People suck! I'm gonna blow this mailbox up! Woo! Like, but this guy's 40. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, did he blow up a mailbox and go home and, like, make a couple of TikTok dance videos and then read some comic
2: books? Like, what the f*** you doing, dude? Like, you're 40. And... He did it. I think he had a troubling childhood or something. Maybe like like, something wasn't right at home.
1: And he did it by himself. He did it by himself. Like, isn't that part of the fun and like risk of doing stupid things? Like, is that you're a whole group of idiots egging each other on? Like, oh man, you want to? Oh great! Like, this guy was just driving like it was you know his daily route as a UPS driver. Like, here's the next one. Blow this (laughs) one up. Here we go. Like. So weird, man.
2: John. That is pretty weird.
3: See,
1: your, see a psychiatrist, John. Get some help, bro. Uh, <laughs> DeMarcus, from 40-year-olds to 2-year-olds, CNN has just claimed there is a 2-year-old in California that is the youngest member of Mensa, hmm. the Genius Club, a 2-year-old a 2 euro. Yeah. Yeah, they say they have a, a, a IQ of 146. Yeah. Yeah. A 2 euro. Yeah. DeMarcus. Wow. I got to tell you. I'm drinking some good mm-hmm. old fashioned Haterade. I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> buying this, man. Nope. You know, I got I got yeah. to say listeners, I didn't see any videos to prove this intelligence. Nope. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, even in the article, here's this is what the article said. Uh, so they decided to take their child to a psychologist who administered the Mensa test. The result, mm-hmm. she had an IQ of 146, according to her parents. Hmm. What? What? Mm. CNN didn't even follow up with anybody on this. Like, come on, CNN. Right.
2: You are you said you're journalist for what the parents say?
1: Yeah, like call up the psychologist be <laughs> like, "Hey, how was this administered, man? Can I see the results?" Like, "Come on." Oh, yeah. I'm saying like they said they said in the article too that she could she could name all the elements on the periodic table. Like she could do that at two. And I mean, you know, this day and age, you got something going on like that, you're telling me you can't pull a camera out? Yeah. Like Right. You got a two-year-old calling out palladium and geranium and zirconium and you're like, nah, nobody would care to see this. Like, come on! <laughs> you're not gonna pull out a camera, but you're gonna call up CNN and be like, yeah, she's totally a genius. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, right. That's all I'm saying. I just need to see some proof. You know?
2: Sh- sh- I'm calling bluff.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, if you tell somebody you make the best chocolate chip cookies in the world, you better bring a couple cookies to back mm-hmm. it up.
2: You know? Yeah, because I want to try those cookies. Yeah, exactly.
1: If you're gonna tell me she's a genius, you better bring some footage back it up, or at least bring her and be like, "Here she is doing the periodic table while juggling some uh, bananas." Wait, you know something? (laughs) I I, gotta see something that's gonna make me think that. I'm just saying, Uh, uh, just just a little proof, CNN. That's all. That's all. Um, And if so, hey, I'll stop drinking the haterade, and I'll be like, "That's a way smarter two year old than me. That's impressive." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I'm just saying. I just need to just need to see something. Okay, uh DeMarcus, okay. I'm going to I'm going to put you in a uh hypothetical traumatic situation. Uh let's right. say you've been involved in an altercation and that altercation involved mm-hmm. you being shot in the abdomen. Jeez. You're Ooh. you're being rushed to the hospital. What are you going to do on that ride? This is a multiple choice question. A, are you going to start praying? B, call loved ones? C, try not to become hysteric? Or D, live stream your trip on Instagram?
2: Hmm. I'm posting that shit on Insta, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then you <coughs> followed the same idea as James Kennedy. ...of Albuquerque, New Mexico. (laughs) Because that's what he went with. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, this past weekend, James uh, forced his way into a couple's apartment uh, and threatened to shoot the couple. Jeez. Uh, And then he stole their phones, their wallets, and their keys. One of the victims of this burglary uh, grabbed his own gun came outside, and shot James in the stomach. Jeez. Uh, James then fled the scene to his mom's house hmm. where he told his mom that he had been shot and she needed to call 911, but he wouldn't tell his mom how he got shot.
4: Wait, what?
1: Ma- mom, call the call, the, call the cops. Call the ambulance. What happened? Can't tell you. Just call them. Uh, that doesn't... It <laughs> sounds a little shady, son. Don't know. Uh, when the ambulance was driving him to the hospital, he started live streaming the ride. Hmm. And during the live stream, you hear the EMT say, "Hey, uh, I don't suppose you know what uh, you happen to know what caliber of gun you were shot with? Do you know that?" Wait, what? <laughs> and Kennedy says, uh, "No." The EMT says, "Yeah. Oh, uh, was it a handgun?" And James says, "Yeah, I think so." Okay. And then he goes back to doing what he's doing. Um, After he was released from the hospital, uh, he was arrested, and it was uh, revealed that he was on parole for robbery uh, when he did this. Hmm. Not a good thing to... Seems like a vicious cycle there, uh, DeMarcus. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know people have been live-streaming police incidents and that makes sense to Marcus. That's a, good, a lot of good reason there, you know, because you obviously you want you want to document what what's going on with these cops. but like, right, was James worried that the EMT were gonna attack him? Like, hmm. why is he live streaming this trip? Like it's a little weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. And like I wish I wish it had some kind of information in this story about the comments or who entered the live stream. Like, you know, like, who are his friends that know James that are like, oh, I got to check out this live stream. I, my bet is he's going to be on an EMT. Oh, he's on an EMT. Like, like, and then I just like to imagine that somebody joined the live stream and was like, oh, James, did you get? Did you get shot? Sad face emoji. All right. I got to go, man. Good seeing you like just like what was the who who got on there?
2: Uh, and lastly, yeah, I don't know. I don't know too many people that hop on live streams, nah. uh, streams, and you know, no nah, man.
1: I I I I do it a couple with the, with our with our guests on the on the show. But even still, like, Mm -hmm. those sometimes are a little weird, even still, you know? Like, I mean, even Mm -hmm. with, like, musical artists, when they're set up to do their musical thing, you're like, I feel like some kind of creeper over here. Just like, I patch my way (laughs) into their room, like, hey, totally watching you. It just seems seems a (laughs) little bizarre. I don't know. Like, uh, Garrison does it with his art all the time. He hops on there, does live streams, and it's just like, and he just sits there and paints. And I'm just like, yeah, you know. And I've hopped on there a couple of times. There'll be like eight, nine people on there just watching. And like, I sort of want to ask other people, like, are you just zoned in to what he's doing? Like, I mean, I mean, you know, good for you if you are, but like, I don't, I don't know, you know. It's it, yeah, I agree with you. It's a little weird. The second thing uh, that I find weird about this story is like how he didn't, he wouldn't tell his mom how he got shot. Like nope. D- mm. Dude, I think she's going to find out. Like you're on uh, parole for robbing yeah. people. It's sort of your <laughs> MO apparently. Like come on. You're not going to be like, "Oh, oh my god, you blew me away with this information." Like come on, just tell your mom. <laughs> and she's going to be I just, I just let her know, dude. You know what? She might he might have been afraid like she wouldn't call the ambulance. Like, "No. You got your dumb self <laughs> into this. I'm not helping you anymore." I could see that. That
2: figure it out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if if that was my M.O., that would definitely be my mom. Like, no, you turd. Straighten your life out. I'm not calling the cops. Get yourself together. Oh, man. All right. Oh, man. Anyways, DeMarcus, (laughs) we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest once again. This is Jamestown Revival. This is the killing type right here on the Doc G Show.
2: All right.
0: Nobody smiling as we rode across the desert ground One day seven miles out of freedom town Six men we were following one Buckskin rider with a murdering gun Riding towards the hills as the sun started falling down Found a note that he left behind.
3: Lost his trail in the hollow, and we lost some time.
0: Could it be that he was desert wise? He left us water and some good advice. Awful kind for a man who was a killing time. There at his home And he brought us in He had a wife Same name as mine Was it just the wrong place Wrong time Sure didn't seem like a man Who was a kid in time
1: And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Listeners, if you haven't yet... Download it or subscribe to the podcast. You need to do yourself a favor and us a favor by downloading the podcast. That's subscribe right. Subscribe to it either on Apple. You can go to it on uh, SoundCloud. You can go to it on Verbal. You can go to it on Overcast. You can go to it on iTunes. You can go to it on Stitcher. I could go on and on and on the point is so true it's way too easy for you not to have subscribed and to give us a five-star rating because if you do that guess what it just fuels my fire to make more shows now if you want me to stop making shows then stop listening uh, that would that would help me <laughs> stop making shows, but please don't do that. Nope. Don't do that because that will ruin my life. Won't it, Demarcus? It'll ruin my life.
2: That 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 would hurt him, man. Yes. Like y'all. yeah, You just don't even do it. The man said, just just go on. Yes. Log onto a podcast screen yes. Yeah. And you, like hit those five stars. Yeah.
1: And you don't even have to listen to it. Just hit the five stars, and it'll make me yeah, feel better. Just hit I'll, the five stars.
2: I'll thank you're
1: listening, and I'll be like, oh my god, people are listening, giving me five stars. That's all I need. That's all I need Mm -hmm. to keep me Mm -hmm. going, to keep bringing you guys amazing people like Jamestown Revival and DeMarcus as co-host. Yeah, that's right. You'll get more of that. That's right. That That will happen. Uh, Okay. DeMarcus, it's time to thank those folks that do click the listen button, that do click the like button. We got to give a shout out to some of those cities. Um, We're going to do a fairly quick one here. I'm going to do the regulars. One breath. Here we go. Okay. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Katy, Texas, Ashburn, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Boardman, Oregon, Moscow, Russia, Peoria, Illinois, San Diego, California, Jittawa, Italy, Radford, Virginia, Barcelona, Spain, Dublin, Ireland, Anoka, Minnesota, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Phoenix, Arizona, Winfield, West Virginia, and Brooklyn, New York. Shout out.
2: Shout out.
1: out. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we got it. Shout out a couple, a couple listeners that came back in. Regulars, Phoenix, Arizona. Shout out to those guys. Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to those guys. Of course. Shout out. Uh, Always good to hear from them. And now, um, I need to give a shout out, uh, Demarcus, to all of the international listeners. Got a pretty good uh, international group. So, going to give them a a shout Mm -hmm. out. And all one breath. Here we go. Uh, Shout out to Finland, Russia, United Kingdom, Korea, Canada, Spain, South Africa, India, Vanuatu, Netherlands, Australia, Italy, Mexico, Japan, Ireland, Vietnam, Ukraine, Israel, Guatemala, and Portugal. Shout out yes big shout out
2: to my international peeps
1: shout yeah out. man we got all over too we got I, I think we're covering all continents there except for uh except for antarctica there we go we got europe we got asia we got uh south america we've got uh mm-hmm. africa we've got australia uh, yeah we got australia too there we go boom yeah nice Nice, killing kill the game. Thank you, international listeners. You guys know. Don't don't tell the domestic, but you're my favorite. Don't tell them. I, I'm sure they're not mm-hmm. listening. What they are? They are listening. Everybody's listening. Nope. Uh. Uh. Besides that, let's see here. Do I have any other folks that I want to give a shout out to? Uh, I want to give a shout out specifically to Helsinki, Finland. Shout out to Helsinki. Shout out. They got a lot of lessons this mm-hmm. week. Shout out to several places in California. We had a lot of different California listeners. Uh, Just a couple of them. Let me give a couple. We got uh, Mission Viejo, California. We got Los Angeles, California. We got Bakersfield, California. We got Alameda, uh, California. We got Richmond, California. We've got uh, Hayward, California, Roseville, California, Whittier, California. Lot of CAs. A lot of CAs. Shout out to Cali. Thanks for listening, guys. Nice. Yeah. Appreciate Was it.
2: Excited.
1: That's right. Big shout out. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay. Thank you to all the listeners. We appreciate it. Like I said, hit that five star. Really appreciate it. Really be nice. Um Dave, got Dave! See, I had it written down. There you go. There's the screw up, Demarcus. You got. There's...
2: You got Dave on your mind, Doc. I gotta be honest. See Dave,
1: I, I'm proud See of my. I'm proud of myself, Demarcus. That's the first time in so many mm-hmm. switches that I haven't done that. That's been like a a two-year time that I haven't screwed up my co-host name. Come on, listeners. Give me credit. It's been like two years. Yeah! And Demarcus, you've been around me a lot. You know how much I screw up names. I'm not good with names at all. I just sure whatever true. name is there. I'm just like that's it. That's who you are right now. I, I uh, think he
2: took a page out of Dr. Durstine's book. Oh,
1: good lord! That man. I love you. You know I love Dr. <laughs> Durstine, but wow, is he bad with some names? That dude is horrible
2: with names. I couldn't put you up there with him, though. No,
1: no, no. He he'll he'll go through a Rolodex of names before he gets the right one. James, Jesse, Jackson no johnson
2: oh, my, what? my name was my name was terrence for a while <laughs> and and then i was like terrence and i was like no it's marcus and um he was like wait i got a friend named marcus i will forever I'll, remember that i'll
1: totally remember it next time <laughs> terrence oh. Yeah. oh man oh shout out dr d Try shout right out doctor Uh, (laughs) awesome. Awesome. Uh, okay. Demarcus, I got a couple leftover stories here. Um, this is a, I, this one just makes me wonder about a couple things. So Demarcus, this is an interesting story out Mm -hmm. of People. Out of People, the magazine People. There's a, an ex-University of Alabama student who's currently in a detention camp ran by Kurdish authorities After she left America in 2015 to join ISIS. And now she wants to come back to America. Hmm. Hmm. Now, um, not too surprisingly, at least for me, uh, she Uh. she says her experience hasn't been too pleasant. Nope. Um, You know, which... I didn't think was a a too surprising thing. Nope. Uh, But apparently she was sort of surprised. Now, there's a big hullabaloo with people either saying, you know, the U.S. should let her in or they shouldn't let her in. You know, she lost her chance. I'm not too concerned with that. I'm much more interested in, in, in another area, which is, I'm more interested in how ISIS got her to go halfway across the world and join Right, hmm. like, yeah, like most college students won't turn in an assignment on time online. So true. How do you make them sneak across the country and join your outlaw band of religious extremists, like that? That's some d- that marketing is... right there, Demarcus. Like, how do you do that? Like <laughs> that, that really is.
2: That's that's like, insane.
1: Yeah, like I mean, you're you're hanging with Saban you're rolling tide, and suddenly you're like, you know what? You know what would be better? Living in Syria Mm -hmm. with almost nothing except horrible war in my future. (laughs) That'd be nice. Like, how? What? How does that win you over, man? It's crazy. Like, I don't don't see it. Just, to me, you're going to really have to sweeten the pot there. You're going to have to be like, hey, you'll be, I don't know, we'll give you a Uh, A golf cart like I don't know what you're gonna have to give me but you're gonna have to give me something I'm not just gonna (laughs) head on over to your club because of why not like just crazy like I feel like I that'd be the main thing I'd want to talk to I just want to be like how what was going on in your life that you were like you know what ISIS is the way to go (laughs) like just no just pass like, I mean, you yeah, know. So true. Okay, I got the last story here. Um, hmm. Uh, I think everybody from uh, that's a regular of the show will remember this. Last year, we talked about the testicle festival, Demarcus. The what? The testicle festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was very sad. I, I... Last year... <laughs> They didn't put on the Testicle Festival because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But don't worry. The Testicle Festival is back on for this year. But Mm. I do have some some disconcerting news. Some upsetting news from the, Mm. the Testicle Festival this year. So... Uh, for listeners who don't know, the testicle festival is in Wisconsin. That's where it, That's where it goes down. Apparently, there are more than one testicle festivals. And, uh, DeMarcus, this is where huh. literally people go to eat testicles. Word. Fried testicles. <laughs> um, th- that's not what I want to do, but that's what these folks are into. <laughs> uh, so, apparently this year at, at the <laughs> festival... Uh, We're just
2: going to call it what it is, fried balls. Yeah.
1: Man. Yeah. Well, apparently, someone trying to right. ruin the fun of the festival by passing around and trying to buy things and successfully buying things with fake $100 bills.
3: Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. At Rocky and Tara's Nuthouse. Wait, what? A classy and lovely Wisconsin <laughs> establishment. <laughs> Rocky and Terrace posted a comment on Facebook saying, "We would like to make this notice to all upcoming festivals and big events: be on guard, as these bills can be bought on anyone uh, by anyone on a website, then circulated throughout an event, just like us, and hit us when we are extremely busy and do not follow normal protocols and do bill checks with money pins." We have contacted the authorities.
0: Jeez.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, this sounds pretty bad to Marcus, but uh, <laughs> I have yet to mention... Which part? <laughs> the fry balls the, or the, 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 action, the, counterfeit, the money? counterfeit money? The uh, counterfeit money. We're moving on. <laughs> Obviously, the, the balls are normal, DeMarcus. Totally normal. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I have yet to mention oh, on, that the fake $100 bills <laughs> have Chinese writing all over the back of the bill. <laughs> what? Yeah. So they showed a picture of this $100 bill, and it does, for the most part, look like a normal $100 bill, but then there's just Chinese characters all over it. And like, I was like, you probably don't need a oh, money man. pen. You probably just need a pair of eyeballs for this... This, <laughs> not the set of balls you're coming to the festival for, um, but then I love uh, Tara from the Nut House comes back oh, and man. she defends this and says <laughs> people people are, are stating that they could have seen this from a mile away. Uh, no, bills like I have stated are defaced all the time. So I would just like to mention that the bill felt completely normal. Uh, mm. Yeah, b- but then. The interview also interviews the sergeant of the police department, and he says, "quote It's a it's well marked that it's not a real money. There's Chinese characters on it, and uh, other indications it's not to be used as real money. So there you go. Oh, wow. There you go. But can we just spare a thought, <laughs> listeners and Demarcus, spare a thought for a man right. that's or a woman, whoever." <laughs> That's in Wisconsin that said, you know what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to go online and buy some fake money. And then I'm going to go to the Mm -hmm. testicle festival. And you said fake money, (laughs) risking jail time when I do. All in the order Mm -hmm. to get some fried testes and some cold beer. Like, (laughs) what? What? Who is that guy? I want to meet that guy. Oh, man. That is one interesting <laughs> person who ever decided to do that.
2: That is... Like, who thinks of that, man? Like, it, I don't know. I the don't know. This stuff is... But but went straight stuff is
1: like, went woo. straight to Tara and Rocky's nut house and said, "Give me some, give me some nuts." Ew! Here we go, here we go, uh, mm. Demarcus. Here we go. Before we go on to our second birthday suit, here's a, a title from Vice. Are you ready? Let's go. Unusually large traces of Viagra are found in Seoul, Korea's sewers. Hmm. In quote. What? Yeah, yeah. Talk about talk about your hard water problem, Demarcus. Huh. Hi, oh There it is. <laughs> there it is. Oh man, <laughs> using using that Viagra in Korea, man. They're getting getting it done over there. Getting it done. Um,
2: yeah, it, it sounds like it.
1: Mm, mm. Well, Demarcus, you ready for your second birthday suit?
2: <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Let's you want
1: you want the coach or the player?
2: Hmm. Uh, put me in the game, coach. Okay, Let's Uh, go with the coach. Okay.
1: Uh, Born in Simi Valley, California on June 2nd, 1975, a birthday suit wearer loved football, ended up going to Lutheran University where he played wide receiver. After he graduated undergrad, he ended up going to the University of Texas for a master's degree where he started coaching as a graduate assistant under Greg Davis, then took a job at Sam Houston State, coached there for four seasons, then took a job as offensive coordinator at Texas State before going to Rice and leading their offense. He then went to Iowa State and became the offensive coordinator there. Then in 2011, Urban Meyer selected him to be the offensive offensive coach and quarterback coach at Ohio State. After two seasons with Ohio State, he was hired as the head coach of Houston. Hmm. After two stellar seasons at Houston with a record of 22 and 4, he was hired at the University of Texas. Sweet. Despite winning records at Texas, he didn't win enough, and Texas fired him in January of 2021. He's now on the staff of the Chicago Bears as an offensive analyst. Name that birthday suit wearer.
2: It sounds like one of the highest-paid coaches um, out there. That got to be Tom.
1: Tom. Tommy. Tom Herman
2: is correct. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. I think he got a little too much yeah. notoriety too quick. You know. He got that pressure. Mm-hmm. Plus, I feel like Texas is such a no-win job, man. Like they're only yeah. happy if you're winning championships every single year. Like that's it. That's it. And he didn't, yeah. he didn't win a championship.
2: They weren't happy.
1: They weren't happy. And now, yeah. he's, now he's... It's
2: crazy. Hmm? Go for it. I recall, I think his his buyout was like $15, $16 million oh, yeah. dollars or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was something crazy. Texas isn't yeah. worrying
1: about spending the money to get the, the person they want. Nope. They're, they'll they'll yeah. shell out some <laughs> cash for sure. They're like, oh, what, another $40 million? Nah, it's fine. Whatever. Right. <laughs> right, coach. Matthew McConaughey wants a championship. We got to give it to him. Come on. <laughs> he's on the right. sidelines. He's excited.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, happy birthday to Tom Herman. <laughs> Turning the big 46, DeMarcus, 46. Big shout Sh- out. Older gosh. than I thought, Tom. Nah, he's pretty young. Yeah. Well, well, well I mean, he's young, 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 young for a coach like... obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But but older than I thought cuz I thought he was like a super young buck coach. Like I thought he was like, you know, I don't know, twenty three. Huh? Okay, older than that, but still, like you know, <laughs> thought he. I thought he was. I thought he was super young. I guess that's what happens when you've been in the game for twenty years. I get it. I get it. Well, Tom, enjoy your. But you
2: know, what, what's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. You know, I didn't mean to cut you off, Doug. But you know, it's crazy. It's like a lot of these coaches, even professors and stuff, that are in college. Yeah. It seems like a, a lot of them look kind of young. Yeah. I wonder if it's because they're around young. They rub off. Players yeah, the, the youth students. rubs off. Yeah, on. They kinda rub off.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's How why I'm it? so young. Totally. Wait, what? Just a young hip <laughs> dude, you know?
2: That's it. Oh, it's, I I can see it. It's
3: the, I can it's see it, the
1: youth, you know. <laughs> Although it doesn't work for some people, like Greg Popovich. I yeah, don't know sure. if the NBA oh, yeah. I don't know if the NBA players are young enough. <laughs> but whatever it is, it's not rubbing off on Pop. He's uh he's Sorry, aged Pop.
2: Age. Yeah, pop year.
1: Then again, he's like 72, so you know I think he's so, like a wizard. He man. is. I mean, you know, that's who he's I aspire like to be at some point in time. I definitely want to be mm-hmm. that wizard. But we gotta hit we gotta hit the break. We are gonna be back, guys. After this break, we are gonna be back with John and Zach from Jamestown Revival. Get excited. We'll be right back here on the Doc G Show.
3: Spinnaker
0: Wheel. WSKRLPFM, UNF
3: Jacksonville. The
0: Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker.
1: Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are very happy to welcome back to the show some returning guests almost a year apart from their first appearance on the Doc G Show, Zach and John of Jamestown Revival. Fellas, how's it going?
4: Hey, it's good to be back, man. We're we're staying busy getting things fired back up as the world comes back online.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, one year of pandemics, snowstorms in Texas, social turmoil, How have you guys uh, held up through all of that?
4: It's uh, it's given us a little time to to do to do some writing more time than we've had in years past. Yeah. So you know, I think we're actually excited. We've got a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of stuff in the can. We're actually in the studio right now recording and um, getting back on the road here pretty soon. So we 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 got a lot coming up.
1: Very nice, very well. Specifically about those uh, those snowstorms. You know, we we've had some Texas bands on the show since you guys had that winter trouble. Was that the uh, was that the biggest snowstorm you'd seen in your lifetime in Texas, in that area of Texas uh, at least?
4: Yeah, hands down. It went from uh, you know, like the first couple of days of snow is not always an exciting thing, especially down in Texas because you don't see it that often. Yeah. So it went from like the joy of fresh snow to the terror of uh, of no power, no water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it seemed like, uh, there for what, uh, two weeks. It was really rough.
4: Yeah. It was a, it was a different scene down there, you know? And, um, uh, I thought there was some really cool things that, that came out of it. Like, uh, we, we, you heard some cool stories of neighbors helping neighbors out and, uh, people, you know, really chipping in to, to do their part. But it was, a, it was a crazy event.
1: For sure. For sure. I, uh, yeah I, I definitely saw some of those those good stories and and just texas Texas temperatures though man then just a little bit after that I saw like it was in the eighties and I'm like what yeah went from, <laughs> went, from, went from like fifteen and twenty to eighty and just a couple it's crazy man
4: I went from wrapped to blankets in my house to uh to wearing shorts yeah a very short short window it was, it, it was kind of a weird mental jump for sure. Uh well I mean jump jump forward
1: in in the career there you guys had your first show in over a year at Whitewater Amphitheater start of April how'd that feel a lot of uh, pre-show jitters I mean that had to be weird coming back from a year of not playing
4: yeah it was weird it was um for a lack of a better word it was really overwhelming getting back on stage overwhelming in a good way but You know, just, you forget what it feels like. And we walked out on stage and there was, you know, this amazing crowd just showing us so much love. Yeah. And it, I don't know, I think we all got a little misty up there. We walked up to the front of the stage and just greeted the crowd and they just, they gave us so much positivity and love. And it was, uh, it's, it's hard to explain how that felt, but I think we were all pretty, pretty overcome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean was was there any were there any like during show screw ups that you were like, Oh man, I forgot how to do this for a second. Oh what,
4: what Oh, you, oh it, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. There were a bunch of those, but we kind of didn't care and neither it, did the crowd. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just glad to be back. Back in the saddle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this past uh this past week you had some really big news. You guys just released a new EP, so I wanted to I wanted to talk about this thing in in some detail here. This is uh, Fireside with Louis Lemoore, a collection of songs inspired by Tales from the American West. Now, I never asked this in the first interview, and I think I automatically just assumed myself being a dude from Virginia that Jamestown Revival mm-hmm. had something to do with Jamestown settlement. Uh, but did your yeah. name come from Louis's hometown?
4: No, it, it came from the settlement uh, hometown. You know, it's just a, it's a historical metaphor for a new beginning. Okay. Okay. So, you no, know, it was purely coincidence that uh, he was born in Jamestown, North Dakota. Yeah. Just a, it made us like, you know, it was kind of a cool thing when we realized that as well.
1: For sure. I, I was wondering that because, like, when I went back and I was le- reading about Louis and I was like, oh maybe that's why they're called jamestown oh i don't know now now i'm confused
4: yeah Yeah, we should just leave it a mystery
1: yeah well i mean you know that sometimes sometimes it's good people just they come up with their own ideas uh yeah but this this is sort of a concept album of sorts you took the short story of louis and you made a, a musical interpretation of those songs you sort of condensed it in there Whose idea was this initially? Do you remember?
4: You know, I think we've both been throwing this idea around for a while. I think a lot of ideas are kind of like our songs. People say, you know, who wrote what? And we don't even know. Yeah. It's sort of. They happen like a conversation. And I think this idea was the same way. It's something, you know, we are, we're big fans of Louie. And he's been a big influence on our work for a long time. And I think we've always just kind of talked about doing something that was really paying proper homage to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I ke- I kept thinking about this when when I was thinking of your EP. When when I was in high school in English, we we read a whole bunch of American authors, uh, you know, Huck Finn and and Catch Twenty Two and Slaughterhouse Five yeah. and Their Eyes Were Watching God and all all of these different uh, these different novels. And our teacher made us write journal entries about what we had to read, and I found these incredibly boring to write. And so I asked him if I could just, instead of writing journal entries, if I could write down songs that each part of the book made me think of. And oh, that's cool. and, and he said, yeah, that's cool with me. So for for the, the year and like 30 books, all I did was explain like, this song reminds me of Doobie Brothers, Blackwater. I'll tell you <laughs> why it reminds me of Doobie Brothers, Blackwater. And uh, I was like, hey, you guys it's essentially did the same thing, except since you're talented, you were like, oh, we'll just write the songs ourselves. How about that? We'll just do that. Like, it's such it's such a cool idea. Um, I mean, but it's a, it's a little bit daunting uh, to, to try to come up with a, a whole idea of that, that story in one song. Uh, did you start out just thinking, we're going to do one song? Or was it always like, we're going to do a collection of them?
4: You know we actually started out thinking we were gonna do ten songs, mm. and then I think after we wrote the first couple, we thought, okay, this is uh this, this is quite a challenge, yeah, and we also have another album we're wanting to record, and um maybe we'll just we'll get as many as we can in a time frame and and it ended up being six, six. songs, nice, but taking his work and distilling it down to a song. It is a challenge. It's a, it's a challenge to hit all of the critical information yeah. necessary to the story. So, you know, we had to really make choices and we had to make every line count and every word count.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, which which one of those, uh, speaking of it, which one of those six stories took the longest? Which one was just uh, really tough to wrap around?
4: It, and, you know, they all... I, It's a a different way of writing because we were, you know, sort of like distilling down his work and trying to find, trying to keep the story intact while still maintaining some sense of like a song structure. Yeah. Um, And I think, I think they, man, each one was sort of its own unique challenge. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. the killing
1: type was actually one that I was maybe I was, maybe to I was about to say, lawn. yeah, because yeah. because reading that, you know, uh, and I definitely encourage the listeners to do that. When I went back and and I read yeah, Dutchman's totally. Dutchman's Flat, it, it would seem sneaky difficult because when you read it, you think it's going to be one thing, you think it's going to be a sort of a western movie sort of scenario, and then it comes out, totally. and it's, it's not that simple at all. And no,
4: I, and, and there, there's so much, so many cool little twists and turns and details that he throws in there that just are almost impossible to, to, you know, encapsulate in a song.
1: Yeah, but I do love in that song how you guys incorporated, and you see this, or, or I feel this in the music, the uneasiness of the situation
4: yeah yeah the more time we spent with it i think the more the, the sort of that that feeling um revealed itself to be the thing we've sort of wanted to live with
1: yeah and it, it it's it's really it really comes across because you come yeah. at the beginning it, it does it has this almost driving feel of like oh this is going to be one of those age-old tales of <laughs> of hunting down the bad guy and then it then, then it sort of it materializes into this something completely different, and it's it's definitely it's very cool. And I was I was thinking about that myself. Is that what you guys sort of try to do first when you're creating these songs and working off of his uh, his stories? Would you first sort of dis- talk about the feel of the song, like okay, this should be a fast song, or a happy song, or a sad song, or bluesy sound, or rock sound, was that first what you went with, or how did you start writing
4: them? You know, for these, we outlined the story, Mm -hmm. and looked at, you know, we took notes as we were reading, and things that we felt like were pertinent, and, you know, important to the story, and so... We'd sit down and we'd look at all of our notes and we'd look at the outline and we'd start to sort of structurally arrange a song. well, verse one, you want to cover this much of the story. Mm -hmm. And verse two, we want to get through this middle part of the story. And verse three, you know, typically they all got three verses, not all of them, but most of them. I've tried to separate the story into three main sections. Yeah. Uh, Some of them worked well. You know, or some of them worked better for that than others, but that was typically our methodology. And then, you know, for killing type, instead of trying to cover, you know, the group's perspective, we had we decided instead to get into one person's head mm-hmm. and detail one person's journey as they discover that things aren't exactly what they seem.
3: Yeah, you
4: know, and just tell it from one person's perspective.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I heard you guys, and 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 I saw it in the in the lyrics where you tried to pick out sometimes certain phrases or certain things in particular that he wrote that you sort of kept in the song as well.
4: Absolutely, you know, um, Louis colloquialisms and you know native tongue phrasing and a lot of the the language he used was very regional it was very of that time you know in miners gold we talk about a poke of gold or yeah you know a buck a buckskin horse or you know, stuff like that you know yeah um uh, things that we really lifted a lot of those exact words and phrases that was so funny. yeah
1: yeah for sure knowing whose perspective you were looking at as far as uh, the killing type makes sense because you know looking at it from uh, from nail's perspective it's it it, it, uh, it would come out a little bit different and I, I love the start at the story at the start where they just started out and he's like are we lynching them for the killing or busting the whiskey and everybody else just sort of stares yeah. at him because I feel like if I was on that group, that would be me. And I'd be like, oh, nobody, nobody found that funny. Yeah. We're going to move on. Nobody here? Okay. Uh, All right. I, I, I
4: love that part. Yeah.
1: I, I just, that's, uh, you know, that, and it sort of, I mean, it just speaks to him being the new guy, like, oh, oh, we're serious on these rides. Okay. Well, we'll just keep going. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's it, it's sort of like, you know, it's very similar to when you go watch a movie of one of your favorite authors. Uh, it's it's sort of the same idea. You you put on the song, and it's like how did how did Zach and John interpret this song uh, this this story here in the song, and it, it it's just it's so cool to see your perspective as far as sonically out of these out of these uh, of these stories. Earlier in May, you fellas uh, went up to Durango. Uh, and hung out with Louis Lemore at the at Louis Lamore's ranch with his son Bo. Uh, how did that trip come about?
4: you know I think Bo had been familiar with our work and our catalog being that you know we named our second album after his father's memoir.
3: yeah, and
4: uh, our our idea was just, you know to, a get their blessing, you know, get the the state's blessing, mm-hmm. and and also just to get a, a really deeper firsthand look into the life of Louie. Yeah, and so we uh, we contacted Bo, and he, you know, we had some conversations with him. He was really supportive of the idea and really excited about it. And we thought the best thing to do would just be to get together out at their their ranch in Durango. And you know, go through some old pictures and hear some stories, and check out the old barn where you know they used to saddle their horses, and, uh, and it was a it was a really special couple of days.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Now that that barn was that the same barn that you guys uh, recorded that live uh, version of uh, Prospectors Blues.
4: Yeah, it was, and you can actually see Bo sitting on that little carriage <laughs> off at yeah. the end.
1: Yeah, that was. I mean, I got. I got to be honest. I was blown away by the audio quality of that recording. Was that? Was that you guys rec- uh, setting up the recording there? Was that all you?
4: Yeah, I can't say. You know, that was, John brought a, a little mobile rig that he put together for that Colorado trip, and uh, he he knocked it out of park.
1: Yeah. I mean, man, it sounds clear. If that if that were me, it would sound like somebody putting a, you know, um a, a mobile phone in a toolbox and covering it in sand and people would be like, What? I can barely hear what's going on. I'd be like, I tried my best. There were a couple of mics. I don't know what went on here. It was I mean, it's so it's so clear. It's so good. I guess I guess all the the background of recording in so many barns past, I guess you're very yeah very familiar yeah, with it
4: we have a lot of we have a lot of uh experience in unorthodox places yeah you know you, maybe it, it came in handy
1: for sure well were there were there any retakes as far as the recording or did you guys nail that out in one one go
4: i, I think it might have been take two nice it, it's pretty close yeah. yeah i mean top to bottom it was one take but it took us a couple tries to get to get it yeah you know, to get it performance We felt like was good enough. Right,
1: very impressive. Listeners need to go check it out. Very cool, uh, very cool video there, and you can sort of feel the the gravitas of the of the barn. You can feel sort of uh, Louis' uh, spirit in the uh, in the uh, shot. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, yeah. Barn
4: definitely has some
1: mojo. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Well, as far as like the recording of the actual EP. I saw back in December that you were recording in an open air barn in Texas. Was that the actual EP that you were recording there, or was that something different?
4: You know, that was uh, it was part of the album. It was uh, a little bit of an exploratory workshop, uh, kind of workshop in the album, and some of these new songs and getting. We hadn't seen our band since COVID happened, mm. so it was getting getting back in the same room with our band and feeling feeling out. Yeah, uh, some of, some of the new music and and laying the groundwork for our next full length album. Very cool, very cool. A
1: little bit of, a little bit of a warm up in that band or in that barn. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, uh, listeners, you need to definitely check out the new EP. Do yourself a favor and, like I said, get the book first. Do some reading. Then do some listening. W- what were you gonna say, Zach?
4: Oh, uh, I was just saying, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we recommend the freedom with in conjunction.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. It's it, it's a different feel because I'll be honest. I went and, you know, I just I couldn't help myself when the EP came out on Friday. I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and listen, and I did. And I mean, you know, it, it drew me in. Obviously, uh, like prospectors, prospectors Blues is just good to hear without you know knowing anything about it. But then I went back and I read the read the uh, the story, and uh, and then again, it takes it to another level. There's there's so many more things that you can enjoy, and of course, the stories by themselves are just are good to stand alone. So go check it out, uh, listeners. It is fantastic. But guys, I want to switch gears since the last show, we got to know Jamestown Re- uh, Revival and we got to know your career. I thought we'd do some, some just philosophical questions this time. Yes! I thought, folks that that you know need to know your opinion on random things. So I'm just gonna ask some random questions to you guys if you're ready.
4: Yeah, what you got? All
1: right. Uh, okay. Cool. Well, and. Side note, listeners, if you haven't listened to the first interview, shame on you. Go back to May 20th, 2020. It's a good show. Enjoy it. Okay, so first question. Let's go with Zach first. If you were running the Doc G Show and it was called the Zach C Show, who would your first guest be? Who's the first person you're thinking of bringing on the show?
4: Oh, man. So many options. Uh, I I might go John Fogarty.
2: Ooh! Wow!
1: Yeah, man, that yeah. would—I—I I would definitely bring John on the show if he would come on. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that—that that would be reaching for the stars, and I like it. I'm going John Fogerty. Okay. Yeah. Just if the uh, just just out of the mojo of you answering that question, I'm gonna I'm gonna email folks with John see if he comes on the show. <laughs> we'll just see. That yes, can make dude. it happen.
4: I want to hit that
1: <laughs> Uh John, describe your favorite shirt you have ever owned. What's your favorite shirt? Your whole life, the the shirt that you like the best that you've ever had.
4: You know, I feel like I either lose them or wear <laughs> them out. So I don't. I can't. I can't say that I've got one. But my favorite kind of shirt, okay, is 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 one. That is, I'm a function over form type of guy. Gotcha. So it's got to be practical and it's got to be comfortable. Mm. And bonus points for looking sharp enough that I can wear wear it out and my wife will will allow it. (laughs) She She keeps me in check. If it wasn't for her, I'd probably just wear T-shirts every day, everywhere.
1: Uh, I was about to say, are there there functional shirts that are not socially acceptable? I guess T-shirts are those. Okay. Yeah. Sad. Uh, Zach, what's the funniest thing that you did as a kid, like the weirdest or funniest thing that you did as a kid, your parents still bring up all the time? They bring up as that thing that Zach did that's just weird or funny.
4: We're going to get kind of personal here. I uh, <laughs> I was waiting on a friend to come pick me up, uh, and I was so excited to go over to his house. Um, I didn't want to go back inside to use the restroom, so I, uh, I, I, I was pretty young, maybe like five or six, and um, I decided to go number two right on the sidewalk right as the, the mom was pulling up <laughs> to pick me up. Uh, because I didn't want to waste the time to go back inside to the house and miss them and not be able to get to hang out with my friends. It's good, it's
1: good kid logic right there. Uh, There's no way she'd wait for me. I gotta, I gotta go now.
4: Geez. If I go inside, I'm gonna miss them and then I won't get to have this great day I have planned.
1: Exactly. It's just like the subway, man. You missed your stop. It's gone. You gotta wait again. Oh, no.
4: (laughs) That was my logic at the time,
1: yeah. (laughs) Uh... John, since we all remember uh, that you were an aspiring herpetologist at one point in time, I think this question's pretty good for you here. Uh, would you rather be able to talk with animals or speak all foreign languages? You
4: know, I think I'd rather be able to talk with animals. Nice. That's a good one, no. nice. Yeah, because, you know, we got Google Translate for <laughs> pitch.
1: If I gotta, if gotta resort to it, I'll just pull out my phone. Hey, say that again. There we go. Okay, good.
4: All right. Yeah, there's no such thing as animal translate.
1: That's true, and I, I I've got, I've got another, uh, I got another follow up question just in, in a little bit on that one that I, I, I wanna, I wanna dig deeper in. But that's animals. I feel like they got some good things to say. Yes. Zach, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten?
4: Uh, I ate a cobra. Mm. Uh, yeah, I had a uh, cobra in Vietnam one time, and we wow. drank its blood. It was a it was a interesting interesting experience. The, you you drink the blood with vodka, huh. and uh, and it's supposed to make you more virile.
1: That's a real deal, Bloody Mary, right there. That's uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, did you actually eat like the meat? Yeah, it,
4: um, it was it was kind of a, a wild scene. This guy brought in. Um, some snakes and they they like uh, they cooked them in the kitchen mm. in this little uh, restaurant that we were in. How was it? Not bad, not okay. bad. Huh? You know, yeah. they they prepared it in a couple different dishes, so it, it was like a few different flavors. But you know the 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 chicken similarities, I suppose.
1: <laughs> nice, uh, the 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 go to
4: sort of tastes like
1: chicken. Yeah. Uh, John, if a person says they hate the Eagles, is there something wrong with said person?
4: Hmm. I mean, you know, it's a high charge to say there's something wrong with somebody, but there might be <laughs> something wrong with their taste in music.
1: There you go. Okay. Good. Yes, I agree. You got it. I mean, come on. It's the Eagles. I thought of that one the other day because somebody said that, and I just sort of stared at him like, what? I don't.
4: It, it makes me think of Big Lebowski.
1: Yeah, exactly, Zach. When you look back at your life so far, what's one moment? I don't know why I didn't notice. I've got way too many Zach retrospective questions here. But when you look back at <laughs> your life so far, what makes you say, "What was I thinking?" What's one of those? I mean, I, I you could probably double dip with the one of what your parents are still talking about. But
4: yeah, you know, I feel like. Sadly, I feel like I have one of those uh, one of those a month. <laughs> so it's it's really just when you catch me, how far removed I am from whatever event it was. Mm. Um, yeah, I, uh, in the food department, I I, I swallowed a, a, a dead goldfish one time mm. um, on a dare. So that one that one you know probably wasn't a wise decision. <laughs>
1: Did it cause, cause any GI problems, or was it A-OK a, a okay going through? I,
4: think, I was still pretty young then. I don't know if I could uh, tackle it the same way.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, John, what's, what celebrity do people say you look like the most?
4: You know, in my younger years, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, Paul Walker, I used to get that. hmm yeah, uh, the Fast and Furious guy. Yeah, right? that's, that was. Yeah, I used to get that. Not so much anymore. Um, now everybody just says I look like my dad. Hmm. Yeah, I
1: I'll i agree with that. The the shots on on Instagram, you you got uh, definitely there there were heavy in the gene pool, heavy in dad's gene pool. It, it it followed. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Paul Paul's good. You know, that's always. I mean it's always nice to get a guy that actually is attractive, right? Nobody really points out a dude that usually, it's just depressing if they point out somebody that's ugly and like, you look like that guy. Oh, that's, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, Zach, how many times have people requested Free Bird at your concerts, and how many times have you actually played it?
4: I, we may have played it once, but, um, you know, uh, people love to keep the tradition of shouting "Freebird" at shows a lot.
1: <laughs> I'm guessing almost every show there's that guy that still thinks it's funny, right?
4: Yeah, it kind of never fails. <laughs> but uh, I, one, I, I don't even know if we've ever played it all the way through, but I think there's been a couple times where maybe the band went into it. Uh,
1: Just a little a bit. Just yeah, just yeah. G- give them a little taste. Uh, yeah, John, have you ever sent a text message to the wrong person, and was it embarrassing when you did?
4: No, not really. Nice, good. You no, know, I will say my phone was doing some crazy stuff the other day, and I sent, uh, you know, your iMessages connects to your computer. Yeah, and I sent a text message from my computer, and something happened, and it literally the that message just went to the wrong group of people mm. so listeners beware <laughs> technology wires do get crossed sometimes they do. I'm positive that I that, that is not the group that I send it to but something weird happened well at
1: least it wasn't embarrassing yeah at least it was just like a hey disregard that that wasn't for you guys yeah. that's that's always Thanks good so. unless I happen to explain a long story of why uh, nah, nah, don't worry about that that was uh, not for you, Zach. If animals going back to that that other question, if animals could talk, which animal would be the rudest?
4: Oh, which animal would be the rudest? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like cats might be the rudest mm. animal.
1: Very true, very true. They've got a lot of attitude. That is true.
4: Most, you know, I've 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 met some kind cats in my life, but yeah, <laughs> they can be a little smug.
1: that's that's their mo yes yes they are very they are very smug i agree that's that's a go-to that's true dogs would not be rude they'd just be dumb let's be honest they'd just be be goofy and happy everywhere they went uh yeah john excluding texas what's the best state for barbecue take your state out of it what's the best state
4: oh gosh they're so partial yeah, and I'm honestly
1: maybe, maybe Tennessee. I was gonna say Tennessee. Go and smoke yeah, going uh, smoking, smoking, uh, smoky and sweet. Not uh, not any uh, South Carolina or, or North Carolina.
4: No, uh, they, they got a good thing going out there. But uh, I might, I might leave Tennessee. Maybe that Memphis barbecue for me. I mean, to be honest, I've yet to find some barbecue I don't
1: like. Mm, nice, nice. I'll agree uh, with my, that. My,
4: easy food critic over
1: here. You guys, uh, have you guys ever hit on that Alabama white sauce barbecue? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's some, that's some good stuff. You, you immediately love it. And also your stomach regrets it right afterwards. Very, (laughs) very often. Uh, now Zach, we obviously, we know on the show that you guys are affiliated with the fine folks at Oak and Eden. Uh, but again, taking Texas spirits out of it, Who makes better whiskey? Scotland, Ireland, or Tennessee?
4: Oh, you know, I probably got to say Scotland just because the. Oh, that's tough, actually. Uh, Maybe Irish whiskey. Mm. You know.
1: Going a little smoother.
4: Over Tennessee. I don't know. Irish whiskey. You know, I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to be. uh, He's diplomatic. No, don't believe it. All he ever drink
1: is Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> Going for the classics, huh? Going for the uh, Jack Daniels. I'm gonna be
4: honest. If you put it in front of me, I'm
1: probably gonna consume it. <laughs> uh, all all areas. I uh, no discrimination whatsoever. It's sort of like John with the barbecue. So all whiskeys, all barbecue. Got it. Check. Yeah. Uh. John, on a scale of one to ten, how strict of a dad are you?
4: Uh, I'm gonna say I'm I'm pretty strict. Oh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, you, you know I think kids do really well when they know where the boundaries are. Yeah. Um, and I'm 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 pretty strict in enforcing boundaries, but I'm also a very very loving father. And so, you know, I'll get on to my kids. And I'll I'll get stern with them, and at the same time, I'll tell them I love them and give them a hug and tell them why, you know. Yeah. Why? They, well, you know why Dad's being stern. You I can, don't just indiscriminately get on to them. I, I I make sure they know what's going on. Right. And know why I'm having to go in Dad mode.
1: Yeah, you you go in hard, and then and then lighten up after you brought down the hammer a little bit. Let them know why the hammer came guess, down.
4: Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes if you don't bring down the hammer, they don't listen to you, and then you know. It's, uh, you love them so much. It's hard to it, it, it's hard to get onto them. You hate to do it. But yeah. You're doing, you're doing them a disservice if you don't.
3: Yeah.
1: And, uh, boys, boys have a tendency to do that, anyways. We have a tendency to it's, just cause damage until there's a red light that goes up somewhere.
3: Yeah, uh,
4: exactly.
1: Uh, okay. Zach, if you were good enough to compete in any sport, of the olympics which sport would you want to compete in
4: if i couldn't make the usa basketball team mm. then mm. uh you know maybe something crazy like a like a long jumping on skis
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i mean if if basketball is your number one we're going to compete in basketball that's what we're going to go with yeah. i mean you're good enough to get on the team so you're on there yeah i
4: yeah, be just to be like the Cowboys there.
1: So, you know. Oh no, no, no! In this in this theoretical question, you are number you are n- you are number one on the starting five. Yes, it's you. All right. It's you. It's LeBron. It's some other folks that I haven't decided, but they'll be on there with you. They'll be they'll be yes. the team. But j- it, but you, Zach, will be the number one option. That's who they will be going to. Yeah, I don't think
4: it's too
1: late like, to change careers. So. No. No, 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 no! You're you're a young, spry guy just waiting to get into the prime of your athletic career. So I think it should be should be good, John. If give me two of the greatest musicians alive today doesn't have to be the two greatest. Just somebody that would be in that pantheon that's still alive right now.
4: Hmm. Um. Maybe uh, the guy we're working with. Uh, to make our newest record, Robert Ellis.
3: Wow, he's,
4: uh, he, he's just—you know—we have the pleasure of working with some pretty incredible people, and mm-hmm. I think you know you get to know these people, and you get to see behind the curtains, and you realize how you, you realize how talented these people are. Um, another one is probably the guy we're working with for our the musical we've been working on for the past five years, The Outsiders. Wow, uh, Justin McLean. Justin is our collaborator for that for that musical. He's just one of the most incredible musicians, you know, I've ever been in the room with. I feel like, you know, it's hard to say like I just feel like the people that impress me the most are the people that I get to create with and spend time with and really see behind the curtain and and uh and appreciate on a deep level like that.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, appreciating the ones that are around you. That's good stuff. Justin and Robert. Got it. Nice. Zach Caker Pie. Which one are you going with?
4: Ooh, pie. Apple Pie.
1: Oh, Apple Pie is number one. I like it. Yeah. I'm going specific. I'm going chocolate pecan. That's what I'm going. Oh, man. That's some that's some stuff right there. John, growing up, last question here. Growing up, who was your celebrity crush? Who was it?
4: Oh, it was... um. Yeah, it was Scarlett Johansson. I was obsessed with Scarlett Johansson because I watched that movie Match Point mm. and I just thought she was the most beautiful, sultry woman in the world. Yes. Nice. Scarlett. So, yeah, I, I saw her at a bar in New York City one time and I was completely starstruck. <laughs> I, I, I just, I probably looked like such a creep. <laughs> um, but I, did you did you, you talk me. to her? Oh, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> just just stared in the corner upping the creep factor
4: yeah exactly uh, no i was with a group of people and you know i just uh yeah i just couldn't it was like i had to keep making sure she was real <laughs> um, uh, she's still there yeah 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 <laughs> so i you know i've been married for 13 years and it's a, a running joke and my wife and nice I's marriage. My my crush on Scarlett Johansson.
1: Still there, man. That one. That one has. That one has stuck around. It's done. It's done the loop. It's, nice.
4: You know, it's it's waned a little bit, really? but I, you know, I still think she's a beautiful woman. She is.
1: She is. That's it. That's a good one. Scar Joe on the top list. I like it. Well, there you have it, listeners. We have unlocked the secrets of the world with Zach and John of Jamestown Revival, yeah. fellas. I want to thank you for coming on the show again. It was an absolute pleasure.
4: Hey, thanks for having us, man. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Listeners, do yourself a favor and go stream or buy Fireside with Louis Lemoore EP. And for anything Jamestown Revival, go to their website, JamestownRevival.com or follow them on Instagram. And you can stream them, obviously, on Spotify or Apple. Right now, let's take a listen to Prospector's Blues right here on the Doc G
0: Show. I've been swinging this hammer for a mighty long time. Would I wouldn't give for a nickel and a dime. I was up there in the hills where the colored bands run, playing across a mountain and shining in the shining sun. I came across a mountain, it was leaning tall. One and she was bound to fall But I couldn't resist when my fortune lied Now I'm bound to get rich if I keep from dying Will I keep on chipping and chipping? Got a little bit more to go. Ten thousand dollars and I hit it back home. I finally had my feel I was on my way. And that mountain started falling as I ran and I prayed. Lord, if You let me make it out alive, I'll never chase another pope.
1: the Doc G Show. James Town Revival. There it is. Fantastic. Oof. Guys coming back on the show. Uh, DeMarcus, we don't have many return guests. I think ma- mm-hmm. mainly because they realize how much our show sucks. Oh. And
0: they not to come <laughs> and
1: we trick them into one and they're like, not again. Never again. Yeah. Nope. But we do we were, have been lucky enough to have I can think of several on on the tip of my tongue there. We've got Carbon Leaf that have been return guest. We've got Mike Friend mm-hmm. that have been return guest. Uh, Andy Frasco return guest and now we can add to the list Jamestown Revival. There it is. Nice. There it is. thank you guys for coming. Make sure to check out their EP. It's fantastic. Demarcus, what'd you think about those those uh, answers, man? What'd you think about uh uh Zach hmm. on the side of the road going number two? Man. That's uh that's a weird story. Dude.
2: It's a weird you story. You know, it happens when, when, <laughs> when the time calls, you you just gotta let it out, man. You don't hold
1: it. <sighs> hey, literally, yes. Literally. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I uh I I think it's more of a kid thing, though. As as an adult <laughs> At least you're going to get off the sidewalk as an adult, you know? <laughs> but as a kid, you're like, nah, right here looks good. Let's go for this. I think it will be fine. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's interesting. That's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I felt like you had maybe something to say, best state for barbecue. Your family's a little bit into South Carolina barbecue there, so I feel like... That's right. I feel like, can would you say South Carolina's the best barbecue?
2: You know, just... I don't know if it's biased or not, but my dad, my grandparents mm-hmm. made some, some of the best barbecue that I have I ever had. Like I, yeah, I don't really eat much of it now because I grew yeah. up on it and having yeah. it as a kid, like all the time you get tired yeah. of it, but yeah, yeah. you know, like whenever I go home and he cooks and I'll have it like occasionally and yeah. he'll just bring back those old memories like oh, yeah. some good, some good stuff. Oh yeah. So, I, rem- I remember yeah. Jonathan's
1: wedding, man. I remember. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, it was good to, doctor, to talk about and bring back again Dr. D. He was getting down on it. He was loving it. <laughs> he was loving it. Dr. D was yeah. a little bit out of place, but he was loving it, man. He was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: He, it was funny. I could still see his face when I told him, like, my dad made the barbecue. <laughs> oh, he, he was like, he I want to be like, best friends I'm...
1: with your dad. Let's go!
2: Yeah, like he's a barbecue god or something. Let's go right now. <laughs>
1: We're gonna meet your dad and be best friends. Oh man! And then Scarlett Johansson—is she on your list? How about Scarlett? Or is she on? <sighs> she's dude, she's on that hot. list. Oh, she's pretty, yeah, she's pretty good looking. She's pretty That's so true. I don't know. I, I didn't have that sophisticated of taste, though, when I was uh, a kid, like as far as celebrity crushes. Mine went as far as Kelly Kapowski on on Saved by the Bell. I was like, yeah. Sweet. High school. Like it.
2: Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, th- I think my celebrity crush as a kid was, is it Topanga? Oh, yeah, Boy Meets World. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, I can I see she that. She's pretty hot. Oh, well, she seems mm. she seems out there. She seems like she could be a cool girl, you know. Not like yeah, you know, yeah. d- 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 down 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 for whatever the crew's doing, you know. It's like, hey, we're All gonna right, go blow right. up some mailboxes and be stupid. <laughs> and she's like, I'm with it, and you're like, yes, we are not forty. Let's get this done, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that could happen. I'm just saying. Uh, and I and can see cats, that. I can see cats being the most rude animal. I totally agree with mm-hmm. him on that. And that that yeah, definitely. That Cobra deal, that... Uh, uh, oh, man. taking
2: a shot, man.
1: I don't Ooh. know if I'd be down for
2: that. That seems a little uh, wild, I don't man. know if I held the balls for that mm. one, man.
1: Oh, man, you got to head to the Wisconsin then. They've got a festival for you. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Anyways, all right, guys. Yeah. I do not. Bad news, listeners. Bad news. I don't have a top three this week. I didn't prepare a top three, and I I didn't want to be hasty with it and do some, you know, half-prepared top three and then throw the top three judging on demarcus too soon and then he'd have to come no no we're not going to do that to you listeners so yeah. don't worry though no worries it's mm-hmm. coming back next week it will be back and demarcus uh-huh. also has some good news for you i have two uh two shoes to add to the shoe and tell that we can bring it back oh, say what? i've got two new nice. pairs so it will be coming right. back yeah, yeah. So you can get excited, as you have said. All it's right. your favorite. It's your favorite segment. Uh, it, just it don't is. tell anybody else. Okay. So, <laughs> Demarcus, you ready for the last birthday suit?
2: Let's have it.
1: Okay. Here we go. Uh, born in Gretna, Louisiana, on June 2nd, 1990. <laughs> birthday suit. Where loved football from a young age. He ended up playing at Dutchtown High School. He had 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns as a sophomore. As a junior, he had 34 touchdowns. He was injured most of his whole senior year, so he didn't have many touchdowns at all in his senior year. But in 2009, he was still so highly recruited that he ended up signing with University of Alabama for college. His freshman year, he was redshirted because he was playing behind Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson. In 2011, his teammate had started calling him Circle Button because of how well he could perform a spin move when he was playing running back. He averaged 7.1 yards a carry and had seven touchdowns. Then in 2012, he became the primary running back with 17 touchdowns and 1,322 yards. Jeez. He was named the MVP of the BCS Championship game. While he was in college, he won three championships: 2009, 2011, and 2012. Wow! In 2013, he was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, 61st overall. In his in his freshman year in the NFL, rookie year, he ended up winning Rookie of the Year and running over 1,000 yards. 2014 he also ran over 1000 yards in 2017 he signed with the Seahawks for 1 year that was his last year in the NFL name that birthday suit wearer That
2: sounds like a uh, big dog Eddie like, Eddie uh, they, Eddie Lacy yeah, is correct But it's uh, all right Yeah Lacy I, I remember <laughs> Yeah I remember um him being with the University of Alabama, the guy was mm. a beast. He was big, big, big man. Yeah. Very
1: strong mm-hmm. man. Very explosive man. I think the yeah. he had he was one of those guys that had a little bit of a weight problem in the offseason. And they gave him oh, a, yeah. a, a, a weight to meet uh, when he came back yeah. Yeah. to the team. And uh, he didn't always meet it. Uh, sometimes that got a little bit out of hand when he came back. Yeah. I think uh, came came a little bit of a problem. But you know what? He did have several good years in the NFL. I think you know if somebody would have given him a chance, he still could have got it done. Last couple of yeah. years, you know, yeah. just gotta you gotta get it in the right scene. It's it's a shame that he only got to go from two 2013 to 2017. I feel like a guy that won hmm. three championships and was the MVP of the national championship. I feel like he, he you know he could have done more than that, you know. So but true.
2: Yeah. That was a short lived w- career, but you know. Do what you something. can,
1: man. He's 31. He's 31, yeah. Eddie Lacey. I wonder if he's uh I wonder if he went back to Louisiana. I don't know. Man, hmm. it Seems like a guy might like to go back to Louisiana. I don't know. It just yeah. seems like seems like a hometown fella. But Eddie, yeah. happy birthday, man. Live it up. Big uh, shout, shout out. Have a good one. Uh D, it's time to talk about some uh, some upcoming shows. Very excited about some of these upcoming shows, but I want to tell you about the one immediately coming next week's show. Mm-hmm. We've got a fantastic guest here. We've got John William. Now, John William, uh, interesting dude. John William, I know a lot of people are probably thinking of John Williams, the, the, the musical director that's so done a lot of movies. No, this is John William, the flautist. He plays the mm. flute. This guy is just like he's—he's he's a musical master man. He—he's got nice. a whole background. He's a—he's a teacher. He's a—he—he's a, a student. But he's got—he's—he's he's lived in the musical world for the last twenty years. And this guy just mm. came out with a new uh, song, "Cascade Cruising." Cascade Cruising. And then he's got Cruisin'. another one called "Night Drive." And night drive, I'm super hype about because it's got big Gip from Goody Mob. on Oh, it.
2: nice. Yeah, and taking I'm a it huge, way back.
1: Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of uh, of of Goody Mob. Big fan of Goody mm-hmm. Mob, and uh, I like the artwork that goes with the uh, with the uh, uh, song night uh, night drive because it's got all these pictures of uh, Atlanta, and it's got one. Of, mm. I, it's got the Jr. Crickets uh, 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 logo on there. And uh, I don't know if you know Jr. Crickets, but it's an awesome place to mm-hmm. get wings in Atlanta. Fantastic nice. uh, Atlanta Atlanta staple right there. In fact, I mentioned mm-hmm. it last week on the show. I didn't even realize that until I just said it. Wow, crazy. I said mm-hmm. that, listeners. Go back and listen to it. I did. It happened. Nice. Anyways, I'm excited about John coming on the show. Can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be good. We've got several other shows in the works, but again working out the details. When I get there, I'll let you know, guys. You'll be the first nice. to know. But until then, we've got to wrap up this show. I've been your host, Doc G. With me is a man that is headed up to, uh, to Wisconsin for a festival. I'm not going to tell you what festival, but he's very excited about it. Demarcus Heller. Demarcus Heller. <throat> Peace out. What? <laughs> DeMarcus had to gather himself after that. He's like, I'm not
2: going to that festival. That's not I'm happening. I'm definitely not going to that festival. You won't catch me there. I'm sorry, Wisconsin. Y'all can have that one.
1: I don't know, Wisconsin. I'm more likely to go to your festival than cut off my pinky toe. So if you can make it happen, I'm coming up there. Anyways, until next week, guys, zip it up oh, and man. zip it out.